0: Now, folks, hubba hubba hubba, money, money, money. It's time for who do you trust? Who do you trust? Me, Anchor Pete? I'm giving out free money. And where is the Brian? I'm here. He's at home washing his tights, right? (laughs) Every time you get me with these things. (laughs) Four million subscribers. Where are you at? Let's go. That's what it's about. Um, so now that no one's watching or listening, uh, I am Anchor Pete and I'm with my very good friend and co host Brian, Mr. Coors Hair. And we are here to talk about two shows this uh, evening. We're going to be talking about Young Justice, episode nine, and we're going to be talking about Hawkeye, episode four. So, Brian, I had a question for you right off the bat, just a fun little question. Um, you know, when a Marvel show starts on Disney Plus and they do the Marvel entrance, you know, the that they show in all the movies yeah is is there one clip that when you see it in that marvel logo it gets you excited like you're like oh look it's that oh man you know it, it's it's weird
1: like i feel like i've seen it so many times now that i don't even pay attention to it the the whole intro anymore
0: you know oh okay well we're just that to to- ground. that's good the question there but <laughs> um for me, like, there's this one shot of, like, Ant-Man, just like his mask. And I, I like the fact that Ant-Man is, like, a relevant character. And he's played by Paul Rudd, and they've made something of him, right? And I like that they have Shang-Chi in there now. I haven't even and, noticed that yet. Yeah, Probably, yeah. I mean, they always, yeah, yeah, yeah. Next time, next episode of Hawkeye, I want you to watch, okay? All right, I will, I will. And speaking of Shang-Chi, I, I just, I had to bring this up for our viewers. I would love for you guys to say some stuff in the comments or you can follow us on Instagram, say some shit on there, or Twitter. But um, my friend texted me this week, and he said, Chang, uh, he's, first of all, he said Chang Chi, right? And he, he spelled it Chi. That's not correct. Yeah, yeah right? <laughs> and, and the Eternals were not as good as Venom, Let There Be Carnage. Oh! Yeah, yeah. Ooh. Venom, Let There Be Carnage was a solid film in his regard, and those last two Marvel movies were stinkers that 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 comment hurts my soul it, it really does tell me about it have you seen the uh, honest trailer for venom let there be carnage yes yeah. I, I mean
1: it, it it doesn't even oh no i no, the honest trailer. no i have it i've only seen the, the pitch meeting um, Yeah. I, i'll have to go watch that um but it doesn't even need an honest
0: trailer it's no right no kidding the
1: trailer is funny enough
0: yes yes I, I highly recommend checking it out i think it just dropped like tuesday so all right, I'll go watch it after this. Yeah. So um, one last thing I figured since we're off the rails already. Uh, what do you call it? I got a DVD of the movie True Grit right here. Oh, nice. Yes, I figured that, you know, I might as well alienate half of our audience, the podcast people, so you can't see this cover. But for the people that are on YouTube right now, um, it, there's our little Kate Bishop right there in the corner, Haley Steinfeld, right? Um fun fact i saw this in a
1: theater with with uh two friends um one of them was our friend mutual friend chris um to to, uh, a movie every christmas eve and that was one of the the earliest ones so we we saw that like the day it came out and that was probably the best movie we saw that entire run that we did but
0: that's awesome yeah and and this season there's quite a bit you can see in the theater right you can see spider-man no way home you can see the matrix resurrections Oh, well, we were specifically doing movies that came out
1: on Christmas Eve. Oh. Isn't Matrix
0: Resurrections on Christmas Eve?
1: No, I think it's the 22nd. Oh, okay, okay. That week. I I mean, I guess if it's that week, it
0: counts. Yeah. yeah, Spider-Man wouldn't count. Right. Well, so I I show this DVD just because I think it's so funny. There's so many movies you can do this with now. But, like, there's Haley Steinfeld, Kate Bishop, Right. But then if we go over here with Jeff Bridges, you got Obadiah Stane. Go over further, you got Matt Damon, who's like that actor in that Thor play and Thor Ragnarok, right? And then if you go even further, you got Josh Brolin, who is Thanos, right? It's just ridiculous. Excellent point. Yeah. Um. That that reminds me too that uh, somebody I I started a tweet
1: recently where somebody pointed out that Marvel like nabbed like half the cast of Spider Verse. You know, for various roles, including Haley Steinfeld. So they got right. Haley Steinfeld. They got um, they got um, Oscar Isaac, who's Hi. only who's only um, you know, Miguel O'Hara at the very end of Spider Verse. Um, they got the guy I I can't pronounce his name who who played um Miles and
0: who was the fourth one? There's the fourth one? Wait, who's the? What's the guy who played Miles? What he? What is he going to be in the MCU? I
1: don't remember, I, but oh. he was on the list and I forgot. <laughs>
0: Uh, it's okay it's okay yeah that blew my mind i didn't know that Haley steinfeld was uh gwen stacy or spider gwen
1: yeah she's done a lot of uh, a lot of voice work um she was also just in um i feel like every time i see her in something i see her in like five things at once like she yes. just comes up in waves um she also just did the 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 very excellent league of legends show which i've never oh, okay. played i think i brought this out last week i don't remember but she was really yes, good it at-
0: okay sorry I'll I'll stop repeating myself. Please do. It gives continuity for the the hardcore fans.
1: Yes, she was very good in that. She's done other voice work, um,
0: saying she's just really good overall. Yes. Those hardcore comic books transform fans that watch every episode. (laughs) They're like, oh, here he goes again with the same thing he said last time. They're (laughs) like, why don't they show their shirts? They used to show their shirts every episode. I love hearing when they show their shirts. Yes, (laughs) Yes, <laughs> I love hearing it. It's the best audio experience ever. Um, so, <laughs> um, I was going to say, though, that this world that we live in currently just blows my mind because you have on the two shows we're reviewing tonight. You have two of my top ten favorite characters for each universe. You have Zatanna on Young Justice, and then you have Kate Bishop on Hawkeye. Two female comic characters, two of my favorites. And I, it's just like, what a world we live in, right? Absolutely, yeah. Um, th- I would put some of those characters, those characters up
1: in definitely Kate in top 10. Zatana definitely high up, but maybe not 10. I have to really think about my DC rankings. Uh, I haven't done that in a while.
0: Yeah. Well, Zatana definitely got a chance to shine in this episode, episode nine of Young Justice. And um, it was called... Um, uh, Undo, but, uh, but backwards. Oh, yeah, right, right, right. Undo, but backwards, right, right and um so undo yeah oh done odd new odd new yes okay anyway uh, uh we're moving forward so it, it's a big strong focus on the magic users in the dc universe in the young justice earth 16 universe and um Zatanna really takes center stage she's obviously the main character of this episode but we see a backstory too for. Um, Vandal Savage and I don't know who narrated the Vandal Savage parts of the episode but he was a fantastic narrator um well I mean the character wise it's this Phantom Stranger right okay right right but I didn't know like so so one of the things that this the DC universe does well is they can like uh change the races of characters or like change their ethnicity and so they made Phantom Stranger like an African-American guy And whatever the voice actor they got for him, it was just so good. The way that he delivered those lines. Uh, Because he's talking. Okay.
1: Woodside who is, um, he, he was from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh, okay. Uh, And um, he, was he the principal? I think he was also in 24. He was the, the president's brother in 24. Uh, the David Palmer's brother, who also became president, I think, and he was
0: in Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah, um, yeah, great, great, voice, honestly. Yeah, and it, you know it's so good because he's saying such like ridiculous, cosmic, gigantic concept stuff, and I thought you just did a great job. Um, it reminded me. Have you ever seen Avatar: The Last Airbender? Uh, very little. I, I unfortunately
1: saw the movie, and I started watching the show, and for whatever reason, I didn't, I didn't follow through with it. For not for a lack of liking it or not liking it or anything but
0: yeah um there is um, a a spinoff called the legend of korra and it is like the next generation essentially for uh avatar and there's this one episode that's like this just sort of like a like a mythology like showing how that world was created and it was narrated and it just kind of had a lot of still imagery um like when you see like those flashbacks in like voltron or something like that and um it, that reminded me of the whole Vandal Savage-Clarion sequence. And I just, I love that particular episode of Legend of Korra. And I just really like this episode a lot. Um, I, I'm i a sucker for like the Order and Chaos kind of stuff. And especially the DC, Doctor Fate, Order, and then, you know, Clarion and Chaos. I, I love that shit. I eat it up.
1: <laughs> well, from, from my understanding here, Clarion was not... a a lord of chaos or line with chaos in the comics right correct okay yeah i didn't know um, i had to look a lot of this stuff up because i'm not super familiar with the the, i guess the magic side of dc outside of like the couple runs of justice league dark i've read um but that's about it
0: yeah for clarion he was a very obscure character and then grant morrison made him one of the seven soldiers of victory when he had that event in the i guess like mid 2000s and he made like a whole new backstory for him. It made the character totally different. And uh, I just, I like that version of him. Clementine really loves him and Tekel, but I could not show Clementine this episode. That's for damn no. sure. No. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> um, like we said last week, uh, you know, they, they, since they're on HBO Max, it's like, oh yeah, let's throw some blood in there yeah let's eviscerate a person and have their corpse hanging in the room yeah I was
1: very shy. like especially after last week i thought that was like as the as much much violence as we were gonna get in the show uh yeah. but no yeah they they just had a
0: completely ripped in half ripped apart dude yeah they, they turned up the horror it was excellent i don't know the female chaos character she might be like new to the show uh, i think she just um, by child a child right? uh, flaw, and child uh, they are
1: existing characters i don't think flaw was a female i think it was a uh, a male um but yeah it, it's a character from the 80s both of them are characters from the 80s uh mainly interacting with amethyst and and the uh, general all that stuff oh okay
0: i can totally see that with another I mean, thing i don't know that much about <laughs> it i don't think in the comics you have this idea that like ticole is the opposite of like dr fate you know, you know, they showed them in the, the very beginning. It was like, this is chaos and this is order. And they make it like tekel is an anchor for Clarion, who is like a lord of chaos. He's an anchor in, in this world. And then they make it like the helmet of fate is like an anchor for Naboo, you know, and that's Dr. Fate. So um, that's an interesting little concept. I like that they kind of made that for this show. And I think that's what this whole arc is going to be about.
1: Yeah, I think they made a comment about. Um, uh, Clara makes a comment about they always go for the cat, which I which they, they've done before. Because if they hit the cat, then they would defeat him at least temporarily. So.
0: Yeah, he's a real bastard, right? I mean, when he sh- saw Vandal Savage in like the prehistoric times, and he had his village of special power, meta people, and Claren just like slaughtered them all, right?
1: And then proceeded to kill Vandal Savage for three hundred
0: days in a row yeah <laughs> it's it it's crazy yeah um and it just shows they have this like connection obviously going back thousands of years and I'm very intrigued about when he said meet me back in a thousand years like I want to know what happened then yeah no it,
1: it, that's a, actually a very interesting point because um they don't quite tell you what time what year that was I don't I don't think and I think they said 15,000 years ago 15 oh so it's it's a thousand years long past that okay it's just interesting that that they were uh at that level at some point but then they were working together almost uh, he was almost under vandal in, in a way uh, in the light so yes. uh, i would
0: like to see how have they got to that point i i hope they revisit that later yeah. yeah and when vandal says meet me in a thousand years he says meet me in this village of atlantis so i'm assuming that when they meet again atlantis will be underwater water yeah I forgot about that good point. Yeah, so they'll probably be maybe they'll be a, like a Kaldor, Aqualad, or he's Aquaman now. On he's Aquaman, now, yeah. Yeah, so so maybe we'll see him in this story arc too. Yeah, we haven't really seen
1: him or, I mean we saw him in Nightwing, but they they don't say very much uh as of yet. So um I imagine that this arc is going to take us to the the halfway point of the season and we're not going to get those characters and um main story uh until
0: next spring yeah yeah so i don't know you know we, we haven't even talked about the main heroes of this episode zatanna and then she has her own little group of students basically and so she's got tracy 13 who i'm not very familiar with tracy 13 but i did read a mini series of um doctor 13 who was her dad and um it was written by brian Azzarello. so it was, it was a very unique kind of story um, she, apparently she has like bad luck powers and then Khaled, he is like the modern version of Dr. Fate in the comics, yep. right? Yeah. yeah. Now, Mary Marvel, she said that she was going by Sergeant, right? When she was a superhero. Yeah. So this is actually her first appearance
1: in the show, although she was intended to appear earlier. Um, yeah. but for time and budget constraints, they couldn't add her. So Tracy, Tracy 13 is the only one of those characters we've seen in an episode before. Okay. Oh, I mean obviously I mean of the three of those. Um, sure. so uh they it's obviously you know her, her name was Mary Marvel or whatever, and they don't they don't want to use that word anymore. Um so th- <laughs> you know they got rid of Captain Marvel, he's Shazam now. So right. it's um I think she was about to say Sergeant Marvel. That I think that was the name she was going to have, but they, they kind of don't let they don't want to use that word in anything. <laughs> So that's what her of here. Yeah, they <laughs> cut her off there, and and that's gonna be it for that, probably. But Sergeant Marvel, that sounds weird.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, like- sounds Marvel- sounds kind of childish in a way, too. But Sergeant Marvel sounds weird. Right, right. Yeah, Mary Marvel's like a character from like I think the golden age of comics, and you know, she's like very clearly like this feminine female character. It's just weird for her to be called like sergeant something. I think it's yeah. like Sergeant Slaughter when I think Sergeant, right? Yeah, <laughs> And and so I don't know what they're ultimately going to do with the Shazam family characters, um, like what, what they're going to name them in the comics. So I don't know if she's going to... That's the cool thing about Young Justice is that like she doesn't really need a code name, right? Like, yeah, just call her Mary and it won't matter, right? Absolutely. I mean, just the, the fact that they're still going by the team is you yeah. know fine enough that they don't really need code names. Yeah. One thing that I really liked about this episode was that they showed that they had a lot of world building in terms of the magic of the Earth-16 universe. Like, they were saying how, like, you know, magic um, can be kind of messy or, like, you know, you don't want to mess up the real world or have, like, the world of magic and the real world kind of overlap. Um, And I'm just trying to think of, like, just there was a lot of exposition, but it was like done in a very good way. Cause like Zatanna was sort of like teaching them as if they were her pupils. I, I really yeah. love that a lot. Absolutely. Yeah. They, they did a good job with her, the mentor
1: and they did a really good job of explaining the whole Lords of order and Lords of chaos too. I mean, I, I didn't really have much of a view into that. Like I said before, uh, prior to this episode.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, um, do you have any, Oh, Oh, you know, we didn't talk about beast boy too. Yeah. Beast boy is still depressed. Um, <laughs> And
1: uh we we had a I we had a little cameo from uh from Blue Devil. I don't remember him ever talking before because I was a little thrown off by the accent.
0: Yeah, yeah. As uh, far it was as like I Irish know, or Scottish or something, yeah. I think he was Scottish. As as far as I know, Blue Devil, it's like he was like a actor in Hollywood and he made a deal with the devil and he got those powers in the comics. I don't know what it's like in the young justice universe. So yeah, um, I'm not sure.
1: I, I I know I've seen him on the show before, but I don't remember him ever talking before because I was really taken aback by that.
0: Yeah, yeah. And it's weird. It's like they, they clearly made a point to focus on him. He's, um you know, obviously like one of those magic characters that you see a lot associated with Zatanna and other characters like that. Um, I think the reason why they showed him, unless there's more to his story, is because he was on a team called Shadow Pact, which was like one of my favorite comics ever. And it was a team of... Uh, dc magic users but zatanna was not on the shadow Pact. um but you had like blue devil and uh detective chimp and like um nightshade um yeah i can't remember the rest of the team but it was it was an awesome book (laughs) awesome i'll check that out i i don't
1: think i've ever read anything about that before so
0: yeah it was written by bill wilmingham who was the guy that wrote uh fables Fables. yeah yeah just a great great book so um unless you have anything else about young justice we could pop over to hawkeye um i guess I just want to check the the end credit thing
1: which was um saturn girl and uh oh, yeah. chameleon, boy. chameleon boy yeah they were sitting on the yeah. bench and they were watching yeah. one of the shows uh showing that they're still there i i still don't i, I mean i'm still banking on superboy being alive uh but oh, it's yeah. weird to see them still in the present if
0: they saved him somehow,
1: so I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong.
0: Right? Yeah, it, it's funny because it's just basically like, hey, this plot line. Don't forget this plot line. That's basically what yeah. that was. <laughs> and it's just funny they're just sitting like right in broad, you know, daylight, you know. But um, obviously, like Saturn Girl could just make everyone not see them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. but yeah, I, I love the end credits. It's it's such a like a mature thing for a cartoon. Yeah, definitely. You know so uh yeah well that was a good episode just just essentially just like kind of just to sum up for people that haven't seen it it's just basically they're showing there's some kind of connection between vandal savage and clarion there is something going on between the lords of chaos and the lords of order and it looks like this new lord of chaos the child or like a lord of chaos has returned to earth and is going to stir some shit up and it looks like she could be kind of violent
1: so yeah and 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 and, and, and the character seems to be uh, of significance enough to uh, basically alert the entire magical uh, community of her arrival. So that's yeah. that
0: came by. That's a really good point too. Yeah. 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 I like that. Um, they do that kind of shit in comics. I love that where it's usually like very narrow panels next to each other. And it shows like people react. I love that kind of shit. <laughs> um, yeah. So good stuff. I love this show so much. Yeah. Big fan. Um, I sound like Donald Trump right there when I said that. Okay. <laughs> anyway. uh let's go on to hawkeye hawkeye episode yeah. four hawkeye episode four we're partners right or partners right yeah we're uh, yeah. we're partners right yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah yeah
0: there you go um, um i you said you have theories
1: i have theories um i, I mean do I, Do i want gonna just jump right into my big crazy theory which i guess is per, probably more on the obvious side now that i'm thinking about it right um well i mean one of the things that, that was very highlighted, and we've, we've commented about this, was the the Rolex from the um from the the black market sale. Yeah. And we knew it was important. It was kind of like they, they they you know held on it for a couple seconds, but they haven't really brought it up since since then. But um Clint is talking to his wife, Laura Barton, uh played by Linda Cardellini, who is a known actress, and uh they mentioned that if if that's if that's there it could blow the cover of someone who has been retired for ages yeah um just generally based on the on three facts or two facts uh i'm starting to think that linda Cartellini is is mockingbird oh really yeah which is-, is which is gonna completely throw like really throw agents of shield under the bus which uh, is unfortunate but um I mean, think about this. Have we ever seen her off of the farm? No. She's never left the farm. She was not in New York City with the family when, when they were traveling. And she's always there. Uh, Clint seems to be able to text her with you know random spy texts, and she's able to do stuff, you know, saying, you know, uh, showing that she has contacts or the same contacts that he would have had. And I I, I think that she just is retired and is off the off the grid and that's why she stays there and I think that, yeah. that that's a, a name change which makes a lot of sense because um you know in in this Hawkeye comic run the 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 fraction aha run um you know there's this there's an issue there's an early issue where they they show like the the three like wives of 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 Clint Barton and Mockingbird was an ex-wife and uh Black Widow was Natasha was like a work wife and then. I guess uh, Jessica Drew was the other one, but I don't remember what context that was in. Were they dating time yeah. or something, maybe?
0: Probably. Something Hawkeye, like that. yeah. He's one of those notorious characters that, like, has had sex with a lot of female characters. Uh, in Marvel. Yeah. So,
1: um, so I, I think that's a way of connecting, you know, connecting her to this, um, that character, to the story. I think that's an interesting retcon. Uh, yeah, because i'm sure at the time they intended agents of shield to be you know canon and you know they probably maybe didn't with um laura yeah. but I- i'm kind of leaning towards that although i don't know how
0: the the watch could could do that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that is a really really great theory i i didn't even think about that for a second but that's a really great theory because yeah linda Cardellini is a known actress and um it's she's kind of wasted just being this like gr- girlfriend on the farm. She's kind of like the equivalent of Doctor Strange's girlfriend where right? you have Rachel McAdams playing this character that's kind of really nothing in the movie, right? It's just the yeah. romantic character, r- love yeah. interest, right? And and she's yeah. appeared a number of times. This is at least the third or fourth time she's appeared in the MCU. Maybe yeah. Fifth? If you if you count Endgame and Well, no, she's not in uh She's not in uh, Infinity War at all, but she's in Endgame, and she's in Age well, of Ultron. She just, she, oh, no, she just appears in the beginning of Endgame. Right. Okay, yeah. So she's and then in, she shows – like, she comes back at the end, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Okay, so maybe it's not that many, but she's been there a decent number of times.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it, it, it brings up an interesting point because, like, Hawkeye in the MCU is very different from Hawkeye in the comics. Hawkeye has gotten around. He's had a lot of different girlfriends, a lot of girlfriends that we know – and in this movie it's like he's always been this like devoted father living at home on a farm so it'd be see, cool to kind of connect him more to the MC, the regular marvel universe with her i like that see, a lot this is the interesting thing is that i always felt that the mcu
1: hawkeye was so much more tied to ultimate hawkeye
0: right yes. i think there was
1: even there's even even the, the scene in this episode where he he like flicks that little christmas ornament at the, at the tv that was a very ultimate hawkeye thing um, yes. it was a lot more, almost like a bullseye thing almost, you know?
0: Yes, uh, yes. And
1: that Hawkeye had a family, right? So it was very different, but, and I, I, it just seemed like that was more Jeremy Renner than the, the kind of, um, I don't know how to describe Clint in the, in the MCU or the, the fraction aha comic, um, kind of like he, apathetic he,
0: sort of, uh, I, I don't know. Yeah, I I know what you're saying. It's hard to put, like, just a one-word adjective on him. But he just is kind of like this laid-back guy that doesn't ever get worked up. And and in this, I mean, Jerry Renner is very subdued, too, right? But he he just – in the comics, he seems a bit more clueless. Yeah. He's not, like, clueless, but he gives off that vibe.
1: Yeah. right. right, right. Um, I remember – you know, it, you know, ages ago when we first talked about it, when they first announced the show, we first talked about it. And I said that I, I always felt that, you know, Clint was more Ultimate Hawkeye. I mean, generally yeah. more Ultimate Hawkeye. And um, I didn't know how – I would love to see this comic done as a show or a movie or something, more so a show, and I'm glad it is. Yeah. And I, I didn't know how they were going to meld those two things together. But honestly, they did an amazing job of it. Sure, yeah, I, like, they're they're putting in basically like everything from the comic, and I I just didn't think it was possible, and they're
0: they're doing it. They're finding a way of doing it, and it's, the show is
1: really impressing
0: me. Yeah, yeah, they're even like getting the Kate Bishop comic melted in there too, because like Kate Bishop always kind of has these little friends, these little sidekicks in her comics too, and they're kind of doing that with like the LARPing people now too. I
1: I thought the LARPing people were more uh more a symbol of the, the the neighbor Clint's neighbors and the apartment building he owns in the, the tenants yeah which I don't know how we didn't call this out but the the firefighter
0: guy that had the Ronco that's grills right I, I don't know how I missed that or yeah yeah about. yeah it's it, it's it's real good I mean um I I honestly I, I forget like whose apartment is that that they're staying at is it Cape Bishops so it's Kate says it's her aunt, and it's uh,
1: Maria Brandon, who is a comic character from the West Coast Avengers. She's an old lady. It was like a side character in
0: West Coast Avengers. Um, oh, okay. The new West Coast Avengers.
1: No, the, the old 80s West Coast Avengers. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. They, 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 they've they pulled from all eras here. Dude, you do your research,
0: man. <laughs> yes. Well, I, I, I love this show. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we haven't even talked about the fact that Black Widow's sister, Yelena Belova, shows up in this episode. Yes! Um, so I have, I have things to say about that, too. So, okay. um, there,
1: this morning, the, the internet, uh, I was told by several people, watch the show, don't go on the internet. And I'm right. thinking, like, uh-oh, that means that means Kingpin, and it wasn't That's Kingpin. That's it, Mephisto! Mephi- yeah, it, it's street-level Mephisto. Um, uh, <laughs> Kingpin, and I, I think they alluded to him again in this episode, but was I was expecting that, and it wasn't. So I, I guess I thought I was spoiled, but I wasn't spoiled. Right. But we, we did know that Yelena was going to show up. Um, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm actually s- sort of surprised that people were that excited about it because she shows up very, very, very briefly, doesn't right. have any lines, and it seems almost out of place in a way. Yes, um, yes. It seems like a very convenient time for her oh, to sure. show up. And I, I think it was interesting that she, she seems to be very singularly focused on Clint in that fight. I mean, she, she's also – she also hits Echo a few times and Kate as well. But, um, you know, it, it's – you can tell that, that they're not working together, um, Echo and and Yelena.
0: No, um, no way. No. But she, it, it seems a-
1: weird and also – it. but at the same time, like – Clint makes this big deal about, like, oh, well, a Black Widow assassin just entered the game here, so this is, like, turning up a whole notch. Right. I, I don't know. I, I, it, he was just standing there on the roof. I mean, like, why didn't – if you wanted to kill him, why didn't you just shoot him from the other roof while he wasn't banned? <laughs> yeah.
0: Like, why go up Why go up and fight him, you know? Yeah. I mean, I guess they could probably write off, like, he's tr- – you know, she wants him to suffer, like, just shooting him would be too quick. I don't know. But – um, you're, you're right. Like, it wasn't a surprise at all, like, seeing her in the, in this episode. Um, like, this whole ep- this whole show has been like a comedy of errors, right? Where, you know, Kate Bishop gets roped in because she puts on the Ronin costume. And that's how Hawkeye, you know, gets connected with her. And now Yelena Belova is just showing up randomly. And he's thinking it's an assassin that's connected to the tracksuit mafia. But it's just, it's all like a comedy of errors. It's just like these random factors just coming together well he thought so, it was
1: echo at first but then you know we're, we're seeing uh kate's view and she's actually fighting echo because it was her apartment they broke into
0: yeah so. yeah i thought that was well done where he's like you know you hear him kind of grunting and he's fighting and he's like i'm fighting echo it's like no you're not she's right here i, I like that <laughs> yeah. and i also like that echoes apartment or whatever the apartment they were in had like flashing alarms i know for like deaf people that's what their fire alarm or their smoke alarms are like you know it's like yeah instead of the sound Interesting. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. yeah. yeah uh, so, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm glad to see Elena in the show. I really like uh, Florence Pugh as, as the character. Um, And, and uh, one thing that I never really realized was, I thought this character went like way further back than I thought, uh, but she was only introduced in 1999, which is crazy to me. Oh, okay. I could like, I could swear I had a, like a, early 90s Marvel card of this character, but I guess I'm totally making this up, like Mandela effect kind of thing.
0: Yeah, that happens. Like, I remember my first kind of introduction to Black Widow was when she had, like, short red hair. And as far as, like, Marvel cards go, that's the only kind of Black Widow I remember. And I was like, oh, that's kind of interesting. She has short hair for a girl. You know, It's like, (laughs) Cecilia, we think that now. Um, And then I actually don't really remember hearing anything about the sister for a long time, but... I was thinking maybe like in Marvel Knights, she's probably in some kind of Marvel Knights comic, right? You said 1999. Uh, she
1: was in a Marvel Max comic.
0: Uh, but oh, had, okay. But
1: what, what did she originally? She originally appeared in something fairly like really Nick Fury, probably. There was like a Marvel Max Nick Fury. No, no, she had a, a mini series of her own, oh. I believe. Yeah, um, but yeah, like like the, the whole sister thing is is created for the MCU, so that that's not a thing. But she is in in the comics. She's the only other. Red room assassin that was trained that was you know fully trained um in, in the comic world and she's not a good character she's not on the side of good really uh there are some times when she's kind of flirted with it but ultimately she's um a, a little off the track um okay. and another thing too is the, the 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 goggles she was wearing was kind of like a, like a callback to one of her earlier costumes too which was a nice little touch
0: in, in that costume she has like multiple eyes right like a spider yes, yes okay yeah i've seen that image when i was looking up for the thumbnail for tonight's episode yeah um yeah i chose not to put her in the thumbnail because i didn't want to spoil it just in case some people hadn't seen the episode
1: yeah it's only today
0: I, I, I that's a good call
1: <laughs> yeah thank
0: you um so what do you think man what do you think as far as like the, the show moving forward like what do you think's gonna happen there's only two episodes left right I don't know how to resolve this.
1: I don't know how. I mean, uh another big thing we I, I wanted to touch on this this episode was was we the very beginning of it. Um you know, the last episode ended with a cliffhanger with uh Kate and Clint in, you know, Eleanor Bishop's apartment and uh they run into Jack when he's, he's holding the road and sort out a Clint. And then right. it just turns into this awkward like dinner party sort of thing and which was super <laughs> awkward. And um and it, it's fairly clear that jack and clint don't know each other so the whole swordsman mentor circus thing is out the window which is fine Uh, you know it's it's like we said before this is a melding of the mcu character i'm sorry the ultimate version and the the 616 version here so i'm fine with that um yeah but then there was that incredibly awkward scene with like the dancing with with jack and eleanor and in front of kate and all that i'm like what the hell's going on here (laughs) <laughs> and I, I imagine they're trying to kind of sell you that they're just regular people and they're not involved even though it's very clearly they are uh based yeah. on Eleanor's little speech to Clint as he's walking out like you're gonna drop the case right and you know he says no I can't and then she calls someone and says we have a problem or I need to talk and I'm I'm hoping that she's trying to reach Kingpin at this point you know street level Mephisto
0: <laughs> right, right. I think you're right. Yeah. She's not calling Yelena Belova. So it's like, and if she's talking to someone on the phone, she's either talking to uh, the guy that's going to be clown or, you know, she's talking to uh, Kingpin, like you said. See, so, I, I feel like uh, Kazi is more low level and I feel
1: like she's got to be higher up in this whole okay. thing. Okay. That's a uh, good point. So I, I, I mean, it would be strange if she was, I mean, maybe. She could be calling Kingpin or someone higher up than her. Uh, I don't know who exactly, but um, she's definitely... They're they're doing this whole thing over again where the the villain's been hiding in plain sight the whole time. They've done it in every show so far.
0: Um, Yeah. It's it's a very MCU thing, right? The villain is someone that they trust. or It's very close to them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You know, that scene that you're talking about was... I, I thought it was pretty awkward. And that actor that plays Duquesne, he does this fantastic job on better call Saul. But I like, I thought the acting was just awkward in general. Like um uh, Vera Farmiga is just this incredible actress. And I think maybe it was the, the actual dialogue they had to do, or m- maybe the direction, but I, I understand it's the idea of like, everyone has their own agenda. And so it's, there's a level of fakeness to it, but that, that scene in particular just kind of bothered me. I didn't, I didn't like the acting or the way that was.
1: Like, I, well, I, I when I said awkward, I I think it was intentionally written to be awkward. So I think yeah. I, I don't think it was poorly acted or anything like that. I think it was it was meant to sort of um, you know say that everyone's kind of involved here, but not everybody knows how yet. So right. um, you know they're trying to kind of dance around it and create some some weird tension in the room. And I think it succeeded in there. But I mean, yeah, it was a little weird to watch. <laughs>
0: yeah well it, it's good because it kind of sets up this this scene where you, you mentioned it too that um the mom talks to clint and, and she brings up black widow she brings up natalie right oh N- natasha i'm sorry natalie not the fuck I'm saying. um and then you have that sequence where clint later in the episode turns off his hearing aid and he sees black widow after he talked about her to um to kate bishop and I just really liked that sequence. I like that he turns off the hearing aid, he sees her and then like his face just goes out of focus. I thought that was really well done. Yeah, no, they're doing a really great job of portraying
1: his, uh, I mean, much like, you know, they're, they're doing a great job of portraying grief. Yes. Um, and, and
0: and PTSD in a sense, in a sense, you know? Um, what is- what else did they show besides, because they showed them on the planet and Black Widow saying it's okay, but I just wanted they showed something else too. That he saw when he like turned off the. Maybe it was like his family saying, like, oh, you're not gonna be home or something like that.
1: Yeah, it was his family. They, they showed us the, the picture, um, some scenes of uh, his family from the other movies when they were younger looking
0: before. Okay. They got yeah, so it was a bunch of
1: it, the movie scenes.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think, didn't they show like a little bit of him as Ronan? Yes. And then they showed like his family coming back. Yeah. Yeah so um that's well done yeah you're right they're, they're really kind of capturing his ptsd and like the amount of crazy shit that he's been in yeah and, and it looks like one of the tracksuit mafia has joined our conversation he said bro. hey bro hey bro <laughs> nice there you go <laughs> so uh i think that's kind of it for all kinds. unless you have anything else you want to bring up too um no that was it but i mean my, my major
1: that was my big theory was the whole Laura Barton Mockingbird thing uh, I, I hope they go that route. I hope I hope it's not me getting over overhyped with my dumb theories
0: <laughs> I, I would absolutely love it if that theory was true I think that that is an awesome idea of just connecting him to Mockingbird because I have always thought that that's his love that's his wife I know I don't think they're together in the comics currently but yeah I love that idea that's great and no uh, offense to uh Panalecki Adrian Panalecki is that her name Adrian Patalaki, yeah, yeah,
1: so, yeah. It kind of it kind of stinks that, that that like if it is, it, it really
0: like puts the nail in the coffin on Agents of Shield, you know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and ironically, they're like, no, but the Netflix shows we're totally on board with that. Give us some Charlie Cox and you know. Yeah, I I just saw somebody. Um, was it
1: Vincent D'Onofrio? It was. Uh, so, somebody said so, like somebody some actor from that show was like. Oh, don't forget the great Karen Page either. Uh, You know, uh, well, Darren Ball as
0: Karen Page. I'm like, oh, they're they're just bringing everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, just cherry pick it. Just take the stuff that works from the MCU. I mean, uh, from the Netflix shows and just bring them into the MCU. There's so much good there. And then just kind of, you know, don't worry about the stuff that didn't work. Like leave iron fist in the back. (laughs) Yeah, i imagine that i
1: imagine they could take everybody and everyone would be really happy and i, I imagine that they, if they're going to do iron fist again they're going to go with the, the the more very recent new iron fist who is an asian character i, was, I don't even know the character's name yet but um yeah that's probably the only thing and, and i and i really think they're just really cherry-picking these actors and that's going to be it like that's, that's those shows are out of canon completely there's nothing about them it's just happens to be the same people much like you know, we have J.K. Simmons in in Spider-Man again.
0: Right. I think you're 100% on the money. And I want to give a little shout out to Sir John, who's got a little emoji picture or whatever of a guy with, you know, his butt sticking out. (laughs) Adventures, don't punch cards. Don't punch in cards. I guess Spider-Man will not cover any shifts. Too busy taking vacations. That's true. And and, uh, far from home, he's on a vacation. And then, hello, Wanda. It's Clint. Can you fight some red tracksuit goofs? Thanks for the call, Clint, but I'm a little evil right now. <laughs> that is true. Uh yeah. So anyway, thanks, Sir John, for comments. We love when you guys like say stuff too while we're talking in the episode. We appreciate your feedback and like what you guys have to f- say about the shows too. Oh, wait, wait. wait on wait, that wait, note, wait, I think wait, we're gonna wait, wrap it up for wait. Show that last comment he's put on there. Oh, 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 I almost missed this one. Sir so John, with your little butt picture right here, is the watch Matt Murdoch's in this universe, he becomes bullseye he has the world's greatest eyesight. Okay, well that would be that'd be that'd a be twist and a half. That would be interesting. Um so earlier in the
1: show we spec we're speculating that the watch has something to do with Laura Barton who I'm suspecting is mo- the the MCU's mockingbird. Yeah. So
0: hopefully I, um, I think that would be a mind-blowing thing if I was, see I like your theory and I hope that that is the case that it's Mockingbird. But wouldn't that be interesting if like Daredevil was retired, and it is Matt Murdock's watch, and maybe Matt Murdock like, I, I don't know. Who no, knows? Knows? I,
1: I don't. I don't want to have him retired before he's even done anything. And, and I mean, um, I guess he's always supposed to be like. I, I mean, man, this always c- confuses me about what what age Spider-Man and, and Peter Parker are supposed to be and whatever it is, because in the MCU he's obviously portrayed much younger. Uh, than yeah. everybody else, but he always seems to be somewhat of a contemporary to other characters. It was, it seemed, I don't know. I wouldn't want to have Daredevil, a character like Daredevil, retired before
0: he even got here, you know? That's a very, very good point. And it, it's kind of similar to, ironically, Ben Affleck's Batman, right?
1: Because, yeah. you know, Ben
0: Affleck played Daredevil and Batman, right? But oh. Ben Affleck's Batman is like this retired Batman when we first meet him. Yeah, I don't like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. But that'd be a cool twist. It would blow people's minds if it's like, "Here's your watch, Mister Murdoch." You know, that yeah. would be, you know. But I like, I like your theory, though. Bro. Yeah,
1: I feel like we're gonna get the double whammy of Kingpin here,
0: Matt Murdoch, and Spider Man.
1: Very good right point. around, you know, a good week or two apart. You know.
0: Oh man, that's oh, that's gonna be some nice nerd orgasm shit right there. I like that cool nerd So anyway, that's it for tonight's episode, Brian. It's always been a pleasure talking to you. And we will be here uh, next week at 9.15. Thanks so much, guys.